Hey guys, welcome back to Two Girls in a Podcast. I'm your co-host, Katie. And I'm Jen. And we have Valerie back with us today. Hey! Um, <laughs> to talk about, um, we're going to go into something again that seemed to be pretty popular with our listeners. Um, and again, because we three deal with it, um, mental issues and depression and anxiety and panic attacks and bipolar, anything that anybody is experiencing around uh, anywhere. And just kind of discuss it and the stigma and everything that goes with it. So um, today, again, we have Valerie with us to talk about this because um, she and I are a little bit more open about the way that we feel with our mental issues. Um, we also deal with it a lot different. Jen also deals with it a lot different than us. She's a little bit more closed about it, um, which is something I feel like a lot of people are like. So we feel like more people should really be like where they open up and feel comfortable to talk about it with other people. Some people just don't feel comfortable with it, so um, we want people to know they should be comfortable to talk about it with, not speaking of us, but anybody in their life that they feel comfortable enough to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. It's hard, though, you yeah. know, so to be real personal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, and you got to know you're speaking to the right person. Yeah. Yeah, because some people do make judgments. Like, yeah. For instance, I feel like people who don't have mental issues at all have absolutely zero clue right. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people, um, especially they think it's taboo, they don't want to talk about it, or they try to sympathize with you, but instead people need to empathize and, you know, see how it would feel to put yourself in those people's shoes. Right. Um, it's just, it's one of those things that... You know, you wouldn't wish on anybody mm -hmm. to have depression or anxiety and just feel like you can't get out of bed one day. Um, so it definitely, it needs to be more accepting. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I, I am perfectly fine talking about it and mm -hmm. not making it such a big deal. And I mean, and like I told y'all with my job, you know, leaving my job, I mean, I'm very open as far as I needed it for my mental health. Mm -hmm. So, oh yeah. It should be more accepted in workplaces because that's where a lot of the problem mm -hmm. starts from is what mm -hmm. I feel. I mean, a lot yeah. of people just have depression. Sometimes it's a chemical imbalance for some people. Other times mm -hmm. it's actually the lifestyle they live. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying my job, but my job is a lot more open to it. Like if you need a mental health day, my boss has always come to us and said, take the mental health day if you need it. If we've got enough staff, take the day off. Places need to be like that. They need yeah. to offer that support to people because otherwise they're going to break down. They're going to have their panic attacks, anxiety attacks, their depression is going to plummet, that sort of thing. And I feel like that needs to be opened up more in the job, especially large companies. Right. You know, that yeah. have thousands of people working for them. They still need to offer it. To everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. I've, I mean, I've thought about calling up before for mental health day mm -hmm. and saying that excuse, but I was afraid, honestly, if how, I mean, number one, I work with majority females, how, mm -hmm. you know, they would respond to it, talk behind my back or whatever. Would the management be responsive to it? Would they be okay with that? You know, because yeah. yeah. I do work for a large company. So, but then on the other side, then I have my other really good friend, Kelly, mm -hmm. that I work with, that doesn't experience any of that, the depression or anxiety, and she kind of sees it from the other side, like, you know, 
you just have to get out of bed and get to work. Use, yeah. use it for your distraction. Mm-hmm. And even though work might cause some of my depression, obviously, you know, depression, I mean, it stems from everything, you know, any right. situation most of the yes. time. But it is true. Then I get to work and sometimes if it's not so bad of a day, I do get distracted. So distraction works well too. So it's yes. kind of like a double-edged sword, you know, yeah. it's like you don't want to go to work, but then work, you, you know, just getting up and trying to get your mind off things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's what I was speaking of for people who don't understand it. You know, they just like, oh, right. Okay. Right. You know, just go do this, you know, go do that. Oh, just get up. You'll be fine. You know, or mm-hmm. when you have a panic attack or an anxiety attack, they don't, you can't just get over it or, or mm-hmm. the empathetic portion to it is no, you can't get over it. You have to, you need help mm-hmm. and it makes it worse when people do stuff like that. Cause then you feel like you just feel bad about yourself after that. And then you get even more depressed. At least that's how I feel mm-hmm. when somebody points out. Cause my husband used to do that and now he's hundred percent better about it but he used to just say just get over it and that would make me feel worse about myself like I can't even talk about it because because you feel like you can't get over it yeah and yeah. it's not as like easy. and then who you're going to talk to about it if you're like a close support person says get over it exactly. you know, yeah so then it kind of pushes right. you further into the hole right yes so. yeah and yeah. I mean not trying to call out my husband he is 100 percent better now than he was at the very beginning when I started having my issues because he didn't understand Mm-hmm. Well, why would you be depressed? There's really no reason in your life. Right. And I'm sorry, but a lot of it can be a chemical imbalance as well to me. I it's, feel like yeah. something mm-hmm. is off and that's what's happening. And then life can be stressful. I know you could have like, people might think you have like the greatest life or like all this stuff or whatever. And, and of course, all three of us are very blessed in what we have in our mm-hmm. lives. But it doesn't mean you can't feel sad or upset about certain things that happen in your life, exactly. you know, and what you have to deal with, you know? So it's just like, you know, I think everybody's blessed in a specific, like a certain way, you know, like everybody, like if you have a job, you're blessed. Or if you have kids, you're blessed. You have a loving husband, you're blessed. You have great parents, you're blessed, you know, right. like, but everybody's going to have like a downfall in all those, like in a different area. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's okay to feel upset or like depressed about that, you know? Cause like sometimes you would feel like guilty, like, you know, I, you know, do have a great family and I do have great friends and I have a job and stuff like that. So why do I feel so upset or like, why do I feel like, you know, I, I can't handle everything or mm-hmm. whatever, but it, it could hit anybody, you know? And like yeah. you said, a chemical imbalance, but even if you just feel like, you know, and I'm not like, I, I can, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm not like chemical or clinically depressed. I've not been diagnosed with depression or anything like that, but I still have my down days. I think everybody is going to have sad days, depressed days and stuff like that, you know? And it's like, but then there are parts where you, it's not just that, you know, like you, you can't just be like, well, tomorrow's a better day. Yeah. We'll start over brand new kind of thing, you know, because your mind really can't push through it because of that. Yes. And like I said, it could be chemical balance or it could just be like what's going on in your life mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's, you know, and you shouldn't be feel ashamed that because like every level of person, like even Bill Gates wife, you know, she's yeah. going to have some down days, you know, yeah. even if she has all the money in the world, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, or like anybody you see like on Facebook, for instance, like specific people that we went to high school with kind of portray a perfect life, a perfect life, yeah. perfect husband, perfect kids. But we all know that's not true. Right. Even the most perfect person, 
There is no perfect. Yeah, there is no perfect person. You know? And that's part of the depressive portion, I think, to this world. Um, I'm not sure if y'all agree with me, but I believe social media is a huge part in the way that depression, anxiety, all that stuff has become more apparent in a lot of people because it really doesn't make you feel like crap when you go online sometimes and you're looking at all these people with a perfect life. Why is she so beautiful? Blah, 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 all this stuff. And you don't feel that way or look that way or have that life. And what did you do wrong? And then you, you go into a depression about it. And it's, it's not fair. It really isn't. Social media shouldn't be like that. I don't think that was the point of it when it was first brought on. But there's so many people that, I mean, I felt like that before off social mm-hmm. media. And I know, I, I'm not sure if y'all agree, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. 100%. 100%. To this day, I still do <laughs> yeah, that. I'm like, yeah. well, what did they do that, you know, how did they get this house? Right. And I mean, all these things. And I'm like, I thought I did good for myself, but it's so hard not to compare yourself to other people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's when we sometimes need to like take a break and step away from social media mm-hmm. and just be like, I'm done. This isn't, it's almost like it's. It's bad for you. It's like toxic. It is very toxic. It's yeah, just it's very toxic, and that's what you have to do. You have to take a break. I'm not on Facebook, but I'm on Instagram because I'm more comfortable on Instagram. I don't feel like I'm having to see constant political talk, constant this, constant everybody's life is so perfect. I don't have to deal with this sort of drama. There is drama on Instagram, but it's a totally different thing, and I can just ignore some of it. Right. You feel very exposed on Facebook. Exactly. You know, like I feel like your, your world is much more open, you know, and I think that's because like you use your full name, you know, I don't know if that makes a huge difference to y'all, but if you think about it, like on Instagram, you have a pin name or a screen name. So you feel more, even though people know your screen name, you Mm -hmm. feel more anonymous because it's like, oh, you know, well, my pin name is my full name. <laughs> At least my first and last name with a little <laughs> underscore underneath. <laughs> well, Katie's the exception, yes. but I mean, but it's still like not. Like, I understand as like yeah. open. Like people aren't really ser- going to search for you on Instagram. Yeah. Does that make sense? Right. But like maybe there's like oh you know for some reason you pop up on the people you may know you know yeah, and like know. like oh you're going to show up to somebody that you went to school with or whatever yeah. and. They see your name, and for instance, I still have the same last name as when I went to school, so it's very obvious, you know, so, like, you just feel like your life is more, like, open, and I don't know if it's because, like, when you look at Facebook, it's more open, an open application, more, yeah, it's really weird what I'm trying to explain, but, like, you just feel more, I don't know, like, everything's out there for everybody to see, where Instagram is just a post, Right. And I feel like people have to dig a little farther if they want to know you, like go into your bio to see, you know, yeah. and you have very little written there. Right. Like, only like right. such a, a minuscule amount of space yeah. to put stuff. You don't have to put where you work, where you live, yeah. this, that, this, and you don't have to do that on Facebook, yeah. but everything is an open section for you to fill out and they keep reminding you constantly, well, don't forget to put this in yes. there. And it's, Facebook makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, I don't feel comfortable when I go on it. So, and I know Val, you've gone off of it right. several times mm-hmm. because of how much of stress it brought you. Absolutely. Yeah. The only reason I got back on it was um, because of 
the archive or I don't even know how to say it, you know, the, yeah, your pictures, my pictures yeah. cause from, you know, my phone I had years ago, or my iPad that I, you know, didn't need to print those off or whatever. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, look at my memory. So I kind of keep it for reasons like that, yeah, yeah. but I rarely post stuff. I might get on. I'm more of like the, what do they call the little snooper that, you know, you don't oh, yeah, know the troll. <laughs> the tro- like you don't know if you're <laughs> on, you know, or, yeah, 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 just, yeah. but it's, I don't, I honestly don't think social media is good for people with mental illness. No, it's not. Um, I cannot imagine, especially being a victim of bullying, having social media now, how, if it was like that back being when we were in school, mm-hmm. I would, it would just be horrible, but yeah, just, which is know. why the suicide rate's going up so much is yeah. because bullying is now being done online and not just right. The cyber bullying. Yeah. Cause you and can you, tolerate and cut off back when we were kids, you know? We only saw them at certain times, and then yeah. the phone. That was it, like, cord phones, cordless right. phones, yeah. you know? Right. They could call you, but you could ignore it. Yeah. Now, every social media platform, unless you're just not on it, you know, they're... Yeah. Or they could find a way texting you exactly. anonymous and... Yep. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's sad, you know, the world. Sad. And it's like, it's, it's like a, a double-edged sword, because I do think social media is great, because in a certain way, like it's a great exposure for like, we're doing a podcast, right. yeah. great way to get the word out, yeah. to talk to people, to connect with classmates, like people I would never, sure. I would never see, you know, oh, yeah. family members, family members, right, exactly. Right. Like yeah. seeing people like, it's kind of mm-hmm. knows like, Oh cool. Let me see what she's doing. I'm, you know, what she's up to lately. And you know, I really try not to get on it a lot. I'm really good about that because I have other distractions. Like I have a lot of hobbies. So you know, other things I can do online and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll scroll through Facebook and Instagram, but not to a point of obsession or anything like yeah, that. So I think yeah. that helps me. But I still see people's things, you know. And I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm 35 and I'm not married. I don't have kids, you know. So then I think, like, where's my life been? Where, what have I accomplished, you know. And, like, I see all these people married with three or four kids and a house and you know like stuff like that like they seem, seem so secure and everything like that mm-hmm. and then it like gets me sad and thinking like oh I'm missing out on all this stuff but then I try to think like what I do have you know and like right. I have some like two of the greatest nieces ever and I have a third nephew on the way you know and like they're like my life I love them so much you know and like I'm really close to my family I have the best friends ever you know yeah. and we're all we all talk to each other I mean right like it's great to have that like, you have to look at the positive factors exactly. in your life to get through the negative. That's exactly right, yeah. you know? And so I know it's like, you know, like still a mental health game and like trying to, to pull yourself out of that. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, it's, it's, sometimes it's not, you're not able to pull yourself out. Yeah. But you shouldn't feel ashamed about that. Right. You know, because a lot of people are dealing with that too. Right. A lot of people can't look on the bright, like bright side, for instance, because it's like, Maybe you do think I'm blessed and stuff like that, but you just literally cannot push yourself over that hill, you know, right. to like move on to right. to get up and stuff like that. And, and that's when you know you need help. Exactly. If you get to exactly. a point that you are depressed every day is no different than the day before, or if not, it's worse sometimes. That's when you know that you need to go get help, and that's you have to take the initiative because nobody else is going to help you. Unfortunately, the world is just not like that you have to go get the help from your doctor or from a psychiatrist or whoever you're most comfortable with because medicines do work y'all I will say that. Mm-hmm. they do people who shouldn't turn away that's what the whole point is you know mm-hmm. and I think we mentioned it on the last podcast that that's what therapists are there for you know yeah. that's what anyone I had said like preachers you know like people at counselors you know like mm-hmm. there's people out there yeah 
to like support groups online even you know like just someone to talk to when you can't you know get through things you know i was like just having an outlet at least to to express your feelings and not feel judged because mm-hmm. like, a lot of people don't want to to tell everybody what's going on because they think oh this person knows me they're right. going to see me every day and think oh my gosh she's crazy or she has this and this and this and mm-hmm. like you know you, sometimes you do need somebody that's outside of friends and family that you mm-hmm. feel like you can be completely open and honest with you know mm-hmm. so because you don't want to feel judged and stuff like that i'm not saying that your friends would judge you, but it's hard to overcome that. Like the stigma of like, who's going to say what, who's going to feel like what, you know, like we're very close. We're we're all three really open with each other. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very, but a lot of people don't have those friendships, you know, or they have friendships that they think they're open, but then they end up turning against them, you know, and like these people know certain things about them and it just makes it worse. Yeah. You know, so the women community. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think too, even on a personal um, level, you know, I am open to say that, you know, I had seen a therapist a year and a half ago or two years ago. I'm my way into the go see her. She was at my family practice office because I guess there was some kind of program that they offered through my family practice doctor. I saw a doctor working that I work with sometimes. And I was like, oh, hey. So right away, I'm embarrassed because I see this doctor that I work with and I'm thinking she's going to. Oh, what are you here for? You know? And so then I said, the, oh, I'm here to see. I, I totally forgot her name. But and she's like, okay. So then I'm like, great. There's the label on me. Like, she thinks I'm crazy or I'm psycho or I've got issues. You know, and here I'm a nurse and I'm supposed to be there for somebody, patients and stuff. And then I, you know, go see this counselor and she's this beautiful, skinny, blonde hair, like model. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm going to take this real serious because... <laughs> All I could feel was that she was judging me, like, oh, here's this troubled girl that's overweight, and that's just, you know, it's like the woe is me, or whatever, but it was not like that whatsoever. I mean, she was just very, like, you know, just building me up, and just like, wow, I can't believe all you've accomplished in your life, and, you know, what this has went on, or that, and, you know, your childhood, and blah, 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 with the bullying, or, you know, without getting into too many personal details. And then she, like a couple of sessions later, told me that the reason she chose to become a, she wasn't a psychiatrist, she was a psychologist. So it's like the, you know, she couldn't write scripts, but she could, you know, recommend them. She was wonderful, but she had almost tried to commit suicide when she was a teenager because she had tons of issues and she knew she wanted to help other people. And I was like, wow, like, why would you try to kill yourself and look you look like you have everything and you're gorgeous and you're skinny and you know and it's just it doesn't matter what somebody looks like where they came from what their upbringing is I mean everybody might struggle with something Mm -hmm. obviously it's really evident so that really did help me as well Mm -hmm. and it helped me become more open and stuff too with it because I think if more people share their personal experience you know, it's going to help that one person that maybe, you know, is in that deep, dark circle mm-hmm. that might have been like, wow, like, I needed to hear that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Do either of y'all want to explain to our listeners, like, maybe how you, the first time you kind of knew that you needed to seek professional help? Yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, this happened years ago. It was kind of like at the end of the year, like, we were coming into, I knew... I knew what kind of caused it is that was at the time my husband was going through some medical problems. I think I told you he had like four surgeries within like 
four months or something like that. And it was, it was pretty traumatizing because we didn't know something and then we didn't, it was just, and I was already having problems and going up and down and then we hit that. And then, um, you know, at first everybody was like, oh, it's just the winter blues. You know, you're just hitting the winter blues. But every single day I didn't want to get up. Every single day I was crying. Every single day I'd go to work, do my job and act normal as it could be. And then every day I'd come home and I'd start crying. And then I go to sleep crying and my husband was like, you've got to figure out what's going on with you because this is, I've, every day it was happening and I was losing a ton of weight and he said, go. And probably at least five months I went through that. And then I went to my doctor and I have the most understanding doctor in the world. Like he will, he will sit there and listen to you and try and ask you so many questions to figure out what's the best for you to do. And he didn't suggest me going to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. He said, you were just clinically depressed. You need medicine. He says, you could go talk to people, but you actually need medicine because no matter how much you talk, you're going to need the medicine to back up your depression because, you know, and when he gave me the medicine, it worked perfect. You know, but then you have your ups and downs. I've had to go up to taking two a day instead of one um, because it's never going to go away. From what he tells me, he says, you know, maybe it will, but in most cases, it could be a lifelong thing that you go through and the medicines will go up and down. But that's kind of how I experienced it. You know, nothing triggered it. I think Jarrett going through what he did yeah. didn't help. But nothing really triggered it. It was just something that all, all of a sudden came on. Yeah. So, but I will tell you one thing, though, and that, you know, I'm not sure how everybody feels, you know, in regards to religion. And I said we wouldn't talk about this. But with Jen mentioning, sometimes you have to go to somebody and know that you're not going to be judged. What's really gotten me through this is if I'm having a bad day, I go and I talk to God in the most part. And I may end up crying, y'all. Sorry. He's got me through a lot of it. <laughs> but um, it was hard. It was hard. He really got me through it. Yeah. That's like you need a support yeah. system, whatever works for you. And you found that, you know? Yeah. So that's great. Because he he doesn't really talk back. Yeah. You know, and that's that's okay. You don't want somebody to talk back. You just want somebody to listen to mm -hmm. you. No, he's not judging you. Mm -hmm. He never judges. He helps you. So, sorry I'm crying. You're fine. So, this is it. That's it's, what's helped me the most. Yeah. To be yeah. Honest. Like medicine has helped me, but my religion has helped me the most. Yeah. And people yeah. lose sight of that, I think. Yeah. You know? Like it's a shame because I feel like this whole country is losing sight of it. And I don't mean to start up a religious conversation, but I just wish people could feel the same way that I know that y'all feel as well. You know, we all are different about it, but we all believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but... And that takes a lot to, yeah. to share that, Katie. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I'm much prettier than me. I just, you know. Yeah. And it's not like I feel, like, judged by either of you. I just, I feel like I'm always kind of, I think that's just me from being, like, the firstborn, you know. Like, I have that, like, you know, kind of take on the world mentality. Like, yeah. I'm going to shoulder everything. And it's just not something that I've ever been able to get over. Yeah. So it's just something that, like... You know, I, I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's really hard to explain. I just knew that I needed to get help when I just, I literally couldn't get out of bed. And I cried, like, like you, Katie, 
all the time and things that I find enjoyable, you know, like taking care of my kids weren't and I would find myself either calling my husband or a mother-in-law to come get my children and that's totally not me especially Mm -hmm. I've always wanted that stay-at-home mom and you know but it wasn't fair when my kids would come in the bedroom every day and be like mom what's wrong why are you crying you know Mm -hmm. it's just like I don't know I feel like my children should not see that Mm -hmm. but they have a lot yeah and it's like does that make me a bad mom no, no. I don't know. It's Especially at the age that they were at the time as well. But they still do. Better. I still cry. <laughs> they yeah, still see me. So. Naturally, anybody cries, yeah. Yeah. you know? You gotta, it's, it's normal to see people cry. And it's actually a good thing in some cases with kids to be able to empathize with emotion differently. You know, in a way. Like Dylan has become, because I went through my depression, he's very sympathetic to other people crying now. So, like... He doesn't, he helps them. It's kind of the way. So, in a way, they're trying to help you, your kids. It's like, why can't I help my mom? I want to help my mom. Right. And they might understand it now, but they will when they get older, you know, and like like you said, become more aware of what mental illness Mm -hmm. is. You know, it's the same thing if like they came in the room and you were throwing up, you know, and like, like you're sick, violently sick, but they have no way to help you. But they right. they empathize right. with you, want to help you. You're their mom, you know. Yeah. So there's nothing they can do, to, you know, as you get through the sickness. So, right. you know, depression is like that in the sense that you're trying to get over it, you know, and you're trying to to deal with it and and everything like that. And there's there's only so much you can do, you know. Yeah. So and it doesn't make you a bad parent. No, it does not make you a bad parent. The best thing is that you're you were aware, you know. Like, mm-hmm. that's all that matters. Like, you, you're aware of the effect that it's having on your kids or yeah. or that you're worried about the effect that it would have on their, your kids. And then the fact that you were like, oh, let, you know, let me have somebody come get them. You were away. You know, that was the best, you know, you, you knew you needed to to do something, you know. Right. So, and you acted, you know. You, did. you didn't just selfishly be like, well, this is just how I am and, you know, move on. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Like, nothing like that I mean it's it's something you have like people have to deal with you know mm-hmm. so it's that mom guilt I mean just like coming <laughs> yeah. here today both my girls I don't know it's like I don't know if it's just because I've just been so close to them forever to this day I mean six years old and nine years old they're like mom every night are you going to be here tomorrow uh-huh. you know either I'm like no I'm working or whatever so I prepared them for two days I'm going to be going with Jen and Katie mm-hmm. Ansley begged, can I please come? I promise I'll sit on my iPad. I won't bother y'all. Like, and that makes me feel so bad, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. It's the mom guilt. I think mom guilt is terrible. It is terrible. And it's not that they're meaning to. They just, I'm so glad that they love me and they want to be with me, you know? Yeah. But also you have to look at yourself. Like, that's one thing that was taught to me. Um by a few people that have been through it with the mom guilt thing because Dylan does the same thing probably not to the extent um, because he is a little bit older but he's just like are you going to be here and I'd be like no I'm going out um, with Valerie and Jen and he'd be like oh I really want you to be here and things like that Um, but I've gotten to the point with them that I always tell them instead I'm like you have to know that mommy has to have some some breaks sometimes too you know work isn't a break for mom mom needs to have a break and that totally he gets it he gets yeah. it when I explain it in that way. And I explain it a lot more in detail sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, Mommy just needs a break to just be able to go talk to her friends. So, and he understands. Right. Yeah. So, I'm not sure if that would 
at all help your kids? Um, I mean, yes and no. And in, in all honesty, the funny thing is when I am home, I feel like they're on their iPads. They're doing their yeah. thing. Yeah. And, you know, Scott's doing his thing. And yeah. I'm doing my, you know. Maybe that's it. Because I'm like, well, it's not like we're like up it each other's butts funny. anyways. It, yeah. You it know, is. it's not like they depend on me. I mean, I, I feel honestly comfortable at times taking naps. I'm like, okay, girls, you all know, not to enter the door. My door's open, you know, just. Yeah. Because I'm not going to worry that they're going to shove a piece of, you know, a toy yeah. in their mouth or something. <laughs> yeah. Put their finger in the, the socket, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, um, but possibly it's that security amount. And yes. I know they're fine with Scott because they love their daddy just yeah. as much. And yeah. he loves having them, him, you know, mm-hmm. them to himself too. So it's just, I don't know why that we just go through those spurts. Well, kids just like, aren't oh. good with change. I mean, yeah. I think that's every kid is just not good with change. Unless it's a consistent change all the time. Um, and that's even a mild change, such as mommy just going out for a day. They want everybody there. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, and I, so I don't have kids, but speaking from coming from like, you know, three siblings, you know, so four of us and my mom was, you know, a, like worked from or homemaker, you know, whatever. And so she was always there, you know, whatever. And I remember like whenever we go out to eat at restaurants, like we would always fight about who got to sit beside mom, you know, at the restaurant or whatever, oh. or like. Mom would drive us to the restaurant and say, Dad would come home from after work. We'd meet at the restaurant. And then coming home, no one wanted to ride with Dad. <laughs> home, we'd always fight and be like, which two are going to ride with Dad and who's going to ride with Mom? You know? And it was just like, and there's nothing against my dad. You know? Like, he was fine or whatever, but he just wasn't there all the time. So, it was like, no one Mom was there, you know? And I, I, re- I specifically remember that. Yeah. You know? And I guess it's like the security, you know? And like, I don't remember, like, I didn't bond with my mom at home, you know? Like, she didn't really do anything with us at home, but... Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like maybe because like since she was always there, more. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Reliability. She was like the food, you know, the, yeah. the, the 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 person that got the stuff for me when I couldn't do things, you know, because dad was at work all the right. time, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, definitely mom dad relationships are different with yeah. kids, so you know, sometimes kids just feel better with one parent at home than the other, and it's nothing against the other parent. Right. It's just that's how they feel, yeah. and that's probably a lot to do with it. Is more that the child, the children feel better about. Yeah. I know that's what, like, I remember mom took, like, a cake decorating class. Like, I don't remember how old I was at all. So, like, you know, a few nights a week or something. Yeah. And then the dad had to watch us. And he is not, he just, he was, like, the mom did everything kind of guy. Yeah. You know, he came home and mom had dinner ready at the table. And, you know, he would, like, you know, he was definitely more of the outdoors person like he took us fishing and right. played baseball and sports yeah. and all that kind of crap but like nothing to do with that home and like especially like so he would have to make dinner for yeah. us time out hence the reason jen hates a hot dog <laughs> that is exactly right i know my dad's never listened to this but it's so true <laughs> do not let men who know, don't know what they're doing provide food for four kids okay Mom should have, like, prepared something to put in. Call a pizza, Dad. <laughs> Just order a pizza. <laughs> Dad was too cheap for that. Hold on, hold on. <coughs> I know that I've heard this story before, but I really want to hear the hot dog story again, <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right, so this was, like, a night. My mom was cake decorating or whatever, and my dad made us eat raw hot dogs out of the fridge. He well, pulled the pack out of the fridge and gave me the hot dog and said, eat it. And I said, I'm not eating this hot dog. Actually, it's a hot dog is cooked then, you know okay. that, right? It's cooked, but it is not cooked, cooked. It you know? wasn't warm. It wasn't like, 
it's, it felt, I don't know, mm-hmm. just not something you do. And I remember, like, I was like, I'm not eating these. Like, you're eating this. You're going to starve. <laughs> so, to this day, he denies it. But I will not absolutely touch hot dogs because of that. <laughs> do any of your sisters eat hot dogs? Oh, yeah. They I love, love a good hot dog. Michelle doesn't like hot dogs, but... You know what? I love corn dogs, though. But that, yeah, that's the story. I swear he does not believe it, but I promise it happens. There's got, there's a reason I don't eat hot dogs, you know, and that's why. <laughs> All because of my dad, and he didn't want to do anything else. I don't know. <laughs> he just that's funny. I my mom funny. threw us to the wolves when she was there, when she was at her cake decorating yeah. class. <laughs> that is so funny. Wow, not funny, but funny now. Yeah, it's fun. We can laugh about it now. Even like I said, my dad's still like, I never did that. <laughs> but all four of you can concur. Yeah, I don't know if they remember or not, but okay. it, it's very vivid in my memory. You know, like I can remember, I can just like picture my dad now with a hot dog. You better eat this like, hot dog. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, not eating it. <laughs> that is funny. Like pinning you down, holding you down. He's a hot dog. No, he wasn't. He wasn't that bad. <laughs> but hey, my dad was a menacing man. Like growing up, like he was not a like you didn't you didn't go on the wrong side. Like my mom's threats were, I'm gonna tell your dad, and we were like straighten yeah. up, you know, yeah. because he was like, you know, like we're gonna get the belt on you, and you know, more times than one, <laughs> and that yeah. that yeah. belt comes, which, you know, which. That's the problem now. Kids need a little more discipline <laughs> yes, now. That's so true. maybe yeah. I think so too. I think a lot of parents oh. are like, let's yeah. be best friends. Yeah. You know, and so my my you know, like kid doesn't hate me or whatever and stuff right. like that. But like you said, like, you know, I mean yeah, there was definitely times I hated my parents. I think everybody does. Right. I think it's just a kid thing. You're just gonna be yeah. you're gonna have arguments, you're gonna yeah. be like you know, I hate you the worst, but you get over it and now everything's fine. Like, we have a great relationship. And that's the thing is, is that if your kids don't hate you at some point, that means you're not doing parenting right. There you go. Because <laughs> I don't know how many times Dylan has told me that he's hated me. <laughs> but he doesn't hate me. Yeah. There's no right. way. No. But there's times you have to discipline them and you have to be like, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. No. 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 And I don't care if you tell me you hate me. Like, well, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> you can hate me all you want, but you're yeah. not getting this, you yeah. know, or you're not doing this. Exactly. You know? So, well, on that note, we're going to wrap it up for today. So, um, we're going to let everybody know that next or starting next month, we're going to take the month of whole month of August off, just kind of um, along these lines of a mental health break, mm-hmm. and yeah. just to have a, a a good time where we could just you know take a break from everything, kind of back away and. We want to come back invigorated with new ideas and new topics for everybody. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, we felt like we were running a little dry on certain things. So I think this yeah. will help. All our listeners will enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. It's, it just would be good to, I think most podcasts, if they don't, should take a break. Yeah. For a little while just to, you know, re up. Yeah. And, get, and come back better than ever the next time. Exactly. So if anybody would just um, want to send us any comments and just let us know how you're doing, what you like about the episodes, if you want to rate us and review us on any podcast app, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, also going to stress our Patreon page. We just put it up. We're going to, we are going to actually put some content up while we are taking a break on that. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit here and there um, for anybody who wants to donate, we greatly appreciate it. And we are more personal on that one. We talk yeah. more about our personal lives and other things things that we will never bring up on our on this podcast exactly a little more behind the scenes of us 
And um, if you want to leave us a message on any social media app, we're on everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a website. Anywhere you want to um, talk to us, we're available. Yeah. And we'll keep updating our websites. Well, in the sense of just throughout August, you'll still hear from us. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we want to give a big shout out to our Instagram supporters as well. Mm-hmm. I think we are about to hit 2,000 followers. Yeah, we're about to. So um, yeah. that's awesome. Thank you so much for all the support. And um, thanks for listening. And until next time.